Hey, good evening, everybody, and welcome back to the SCB Steelers podcast presented by Deck Roofing Incorporated of South Florida. Big shout out to the deck crew down there. My folks got down there yesterday. They're probably enjoying uh, cocktails and maybe even listening to the show right now if they're not already asleep or passed out at the bar. Uh, but in any case, love you guys. Uh, we are very, very proud to be part of the Variety Sports Network. And, of course, the show originates from the Bradshaw Bourbon Studio. Cheers, everyone. And uh, apologies for last week. The plague uh, got the best of me. And, and uh, yeah, it just sucks. That's all I can tell Sissy. you. But, uh, it, it, you know what? I, call me whatever you want. I, I it, it just sucks. That's all I got. No uh, fun. No, it's not. It's not. And uh, I think I've gotten back to like 70% of myself, but I'll take it compared to where I was. So, which redemption uh, are you we'll drinking, just... Ian? I'm drinking the regular rye, which is delicious. Oh, that's it's delicious. fantastic. Yeah. It yeah. It's, it's, it's and the, head, the high rye is really good, too. The high rye I, is very good. Okay. Yeah. I got to yeah. try the high rye. I haven't tried that one. It's the regular's great. I think it's it's not n- yeah. neither one of these are quite on a par with Bradshaw, which is you know l- shameless plug there. But sure, they're sure, good. They're very good bourbons. Yes, we it's love the very good for the price too. Like oh yeah, yeah. I would just like to comment that uh, not everyone is passed out at the bar. Uh, the the there, there's <laughs> at least there's at least one person still awake. Hi Nancy. Uh, yeah yeah. So yes, hello mother. Hi, Jen. And, uh, <laughs> oh, that's your mom? <laughs> it is. <Yes>. everyone. <laughs> I can't believe she knows how to use technology. Way to go, Mom. <laughs> well, I figure she was sorry still on AOL Messenger or something. Sorry for uh, what we're about to do here, Mom. I apologize in advance. <laughs> right. A lot of negativity, swearing, all that other stuff. But anyway. Uh, hey, tonight's the annual Blitzy Awards. Uh, if you're not familiar, the Blitzies are something we do after the Super Bowl every year. And obviously, with my illness last week, we could not do that. Um, so here we are this week. The Blitzies uh, came about, my God, it's almost 10 years now, um, about giving um, awards that, you know, most other groups give, MVPs of the team, offensive and defensive players of the year. But we also have some other awards uh uh that we like to hand out as well some might you know consider them a bit negative or you know uh i I don't i i i consider them quite humorous um but be that as it may we're going to run through those we'll give you each of our uh things and we'll think a little bit outside the box too on some of these because i you know look some of them are kind of obvious uh just from a, a football perspective here but uh um, in any case, let's uh, let's get to the it's the important thing to to get blitzed and talk about the Steelers. It it really is, it's especially really in yeah, and and um, uh, the the big thing here is the the combine. I think starts. Oh boy, is it next week? It's next couple days. I think they start bringing the people in for the interviews. So, I mean, as soon as we get through this show, then our focus turns completely to 2024. We've already talked a little bit about it, um, you know, just in terms of positions and needs. But we'll we'll dive into all the stuff, everything from salary cap oh, stuff to yeah, free Monday. agents. Oh my yeah, god! Yeah, that's what I thought, yeah, and and it, it's just it's nuts uh, how quickly all this stuff happens. But um, a um, lot to cover, but tonight we'll get to the Blitzies, and um, hope everybody is well. Great to see you guys. Great to see our uh, wonderful audience as well, too. Um, 
one of the things we decided right away is most valuable player. Did did we kind of all just come to the consensus that we can just put TJ Watt kind of on this little pedestal, right? Pause. And, yeah, and just say, look, without him, it's a different team. Okay, we know that. What are they, yeah. one and eleven without him? Um, so <laughs> in that case, who who therefore is your MVP? Uh, Ian, since you came on last, I'll have you go first. Uh, Chris Boswell. Slacker. Uh, other other than TJ Watt, it's Chris Boswell. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Bos missed, what, one field goal? Two. Was it two? Yeah. Well, 29 of 31. That's yeah. right. And, but but and one, one, of, one them... of the ones he missed was, what, 57? I'm sorry, Ian? Yeah, Is it was right? on that stupid penalty that they right. they called offsides on the center and then Jaguars. Yeah, against against the Jags. That's right. That was the game where Tomlin was like, what the fuck is wrong with you refs today? So he, You're right. That's exactly the game it was. Um, and as it turned out, that, that was costly. We ended up losing that yeah. 10. I'm not saying time. Won, yeah. don't get me wrong, but it turned out to be costly points. There were, there were, there were a lot of mistakes in that game. And that, oh, yeah. that was just, you know, that was one of the unfortunate turns, but there were a lot of mistakes in that game. Mm-hmm. And honestly, mm-hmm. it was, it, that game was winnable. If our, if our offense wasn't so fucking anemic, well, we might've, we might've won that game. Yeah. It was pretty pathetic. Yeah. No, I, I I thought the defense played a hell of a game, and and Boswell, even with a miss, played a really nice game. Jacksonville came Special into team. that one playing pretty well too, didn't they? they? Did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they so did, I, and then they uh, they lost uh, a ton. Six six of the following nine after that game, uh, after the little the terrible towel episode, terrible where towel running around, baby. whipping the terrible towels yep. and celebrating, and the yeah, yeah Scarpino, yeah. don't you poo poo that? It's real, man. It's real. Yeah. For all we know, Bill. <laughs> for all we know, Bill Belichick used to used to use it as a napkin at dinner. Maybe. Probably I mean, did. you know, I'll be frank. I yeah. use mine to wipe up beer off the table when I'm watching football on Sundays all the time. But it's wow. different. I'm a now Steelers we, man. We really have just kind of gone into a different topic there, which I, I need to write it, that down. I'm to just save saying. Because there's a couple of, of do's and don'ts that I think need to be covered. I am just cool. saying, you know, if your terrible towel doesn't have a little beer on it by the end of the season, what the fuck is wrong with you? Well, I'll just I'll just tell you real, real quick. The very first time I went down on the field pregame with, with our very good friend, Rick, who, by the way, happy birthday, Rick. It is uh, super fan Rick's birthday today. Oh, right um, on. The very, famer, first, very first thing he told me is, you got to get some. You got to get some grass stains on it, and and so I grabbed the towel and I rubbed it down on the on the Heinz Field turf. Of course, it was Heinz. Great Field idea. And and he's right. You just had to. It's um, still Heinz Field at Acrisure Stadium. Acrisure, stupid. It's Heinz Field at Acrisure Stadium. That's true. The artist, the stadium, the artist, Heinz Field yeah. Stadium. Uh, Scarps, uh, Sands, J, uh, TJ Watt. Who's your Who's your MVP? Mason Rudolph. Actually, no. I I think and there's some there's some validity to this choice. G- give me your backup, your your story here. Ben, can I finish? I'm just saying, <laughs> no, I agree. I'm just with being you. a dick. No, can I, I finish? Um. Uh, listen, we were, we are, we yeah. we were, and still are, starving for for half decent quarterback play, yep. and. Mason comes in, they total 400 yards, they score 30 points, 
in back to back weeks. It's they score points, baby. They were, you know, they they go to Baltimore, they take care of business. And, you know, Mason was about as efficient at QB and running this offense that we've seen in years. And there is absolutely no question. I do not care. I do not care what the Kenny Pickett fans say. Everybody's body language on offense changed when Mason started. Nor so, banner. <laughs> yep. What's that? Get my, get my face out of the way. Um, Ryan looks banner? like Wilson from Home Improvement. <laughs> I do. <laughs> here, let me, here we go. Hold on. Better. Okay. There we go. Um, okay. okay. Right. But, but, yeah, I, you know, I, I think I, I really do think Mason saved the season. And I'm not, not that I'm not just saying that. Be, and I'm not just saying that because like I've been always been a supporter, but like, right. and I don't think he's, the, I don't think he's a long term solution at quarterback. I don't think he's, he's, you know, should be anointed or, or, or should automatically start or whatever. But shit changed when he started a quarterback. And I do think he, he's the most valuable player besides I, TJ. I, I love it. I mean, I, I think it's uh, uh, extremely valid. Uh, ben, who, who do you got outside of TJ? Uh, well, Ian already stole Boz, who I think was the offensive player of the year. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> and I think that, uh, honestly, Mason is a, a pretty good choice. Um, Jalen Warren, certainly a good choice. Um, at the end of the year, Nodge stepped up too. The scheme was better for the running backs. Mm-hmm. The blocking scheme was far better for the running backs. Um, honestly, I'm going to go with Mike Tomlin. That guy <laughs> whoa. Pulls, whoa. pulls fucking wins out of his ass like no one. <laughs> I, I, You're not ten wrong. Ten years, ten years, ten fucking years of way above 500 on in one score games. I don't understand it. I it's, it's gotten crazy. to the point now where it's just like it's okay. He is he is 60 in his career, 60 per, 61% in one score games. But I, since 2020, he's like 77%. It's unbelievable. Insane. Dude, it's insane. That he's guy pulls but- wins and, and it's just what I was talking about at the beginning of the season. Things are going to go south, blah blah blah. Yeah. We're still going to go win ten games and go to the playoffs because Mike Tomlin pulls out pulls wins out of his ass like nobody can. Yep. I don't get it, but he just keeps doing it. Like he's got kind of nothing to work with, and it works anyway. And I, you know, yes, we we all get frustrated with his aversion to fucking turnovers and his his lack of of. Mm-hmm. Uh, his aversion to letting quarterbacks take chances unless their name is Ben Roethlisberger and they're supremely talented. Right. And other things that Tomlin does, his his fluky decisions based upon upon instinct rather than analytics and the situation. Him just going, you know, I this is just what my instinct tells me right now, so I'm going to do it. But the guy still just keeps fucking winning games. So it's kind of hard to argue with the result. Yeah. And so... Yeah, that's that's where I'm going with it. Tomlin, fuck, he, he just keeps doing it. I don't know how he hasn't won a coach of the year. He hasn't yet. Stefanski's won it twice. For taking Who's his won shit it twice? franchise, Stefanski. Oh, jeez. 
Well, well but well, I think coach of the year usually goes to someone who exceeds expectations and everyone kind of figures Tomlin's going to be around 500. But like yeah. when you coach the Browns and have no expectations yeah. and vastly exceed them, then yeah. I mean, I, I think for the Browns this year, the issue was, um, you know, they lost so many quarterbacks. They had a bunch of injuries. Mm-hmm. They still, they still with a, an outstanding defense had a pretty good season. And you can do that when you have an outstanding defense, as the Steelers have shown many times. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't, I don't know that Mike Tomlin gets the credit he should be getting, and he gets a, oh God, he gets so much criticism from the fans, me included. But it's just like, dude, how does this guy keep pulling wins out of his ass like this? I don't know, but Bernard just came in better than anybody has ever come in on this show. Wow. <laughs> Whoops, later than my ex's period. Okay. Outstanding, sir. Outstanding. Wow. I'm like crying laughing. Uh, yeah. Okay. That said, let's move to uh, offensive player of the year. Ryan Scarpino, who's your offensive player of the year for the Pittsburgh Steelers wow. 2023? This is why you don't draft running backs in the first round. <laughs> Rookie free agent Jalen Warren. Oh boy! <laughs> okay. Player What's year. your justification? Uh, he was RB one uh, practically throughout the entire year. Um, one third of Najee's yards, and I believe half of his touchdowns came in the final three weeks of the season. Um, Naj was way too inconsistent and that's not saying he didn't he didn't step it up because he did but Jalen Warren um absolutely was the most consistent offensive player throughout yeah. the entire season. I agree with that. Agree. Yep. Totally agree. It was my guy too. Ben uh Boz and it's not okay. even fucking close. I mean that guy came in every single time the offense couldn't score in the red zone. And said, "Hey, all right, I'll, I'll give you guys some some courtesy points because you obviously can't get it in the damn end zone. So we'll give you three, just just cause." I, I, ben, you're you're old enough to remember this guy, um, Gary remember Mark, Mark Mark Mosley, oh, kicker God, yes. for the Redskins. Yes. Well, he he won the MVP that one year. Eighty you two. Yeah, it was like eighty one, eighty two. Wasn't that a strike year? Foul. I think it was a strike year, and that that always is that and asterisk. Him. <laughs> right, but but the reason but that was, I bring it, it was up, a strike year, and so they were like, "Yeah, hey, it's a weird year anyway. Let's just but, give it but, to a kicker." Right, and and there's that makes it even more difficult to to look at his stats compared to another kicker who plays a full. I mean, schedule, that, guy, that guy's not getting into the Hall of Fame or anything. It's not happening. No, 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 no. And, and I just brought it up because and again, neither is Matt Ryan. So as Bosley, as Boswell went through the year that he had. I, I did think of Mosley a couple of times at how many, how many times he he saved our ass, um, dude, and getting points on the board and and man, kickers are are, are just. I'll just I mean, give you some mercy points because you guys suck. I mean, that's well, basically what it came down to. I'm sorry. Yeah, but our offense was that bad. Okay, well, you guys got it pretty close. I'll just chip it in from here. Yeah, 45, 50. Yeah, Ian, who's your offensive guy? I had Warren and Boz as my top two. You guys pretty much covered it all. And you're right that it wasn't the offense. Basically, anytime we got over, (laughs) anytime we got over midfield, we got 
stupid conservative, like once we got to the 35 yard line, because they were like, oh, Boz can make it from here. He'll make a 52. Why not? Yeah. So, but Boz and Warren were my, my top two. Yeah. I, 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 I think there's, you know, you know, you, you can point to great performances by, by a guy like George Pickens who had a, a nice run of games, but I think just in the overall, every single week to me, Warren and Boz were those two guys mm-hmm. um, yeah. that, that you knew were going to show up every week. Um, let's see, Ben, we'll start with you on defensive player of the year. And again, we can just kind of give the default to TJ Watt here. It um, is. And and we all, and, and, and just for a second, real quickly, yeah. like we, yeah. we, people tend to get bored with greatness. They just expect him to be great. And then the same thing happened before with Troy, you know, people yeah. would be like, it's, it's four games. Why hasn't Troy have a pick yet? You know, it's, it was things like that. Yep. Uh, we, we just, we we're watching a hall of fame career unfold in front of us. We should appreciate it. Take a minute to appreciate it, and so I guess I'm doing that right now. The the guy's fucking amazing, but that being said, who was this? Who was the sub defensive MVP? Uh, well, there you go. It, it wasn't Cam, and it wasn't Minka. No, nope. Cam was hurt a lot of the year and not terribly effective when he came back. Minka was playing out of position all season. Bad coaching decision, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, who was the next guy up? Uh, this was one of the hardest ones. It was. It w- this was this was difficult. I thought it was going to be Quan Alexander before he got hurt. I was like, okay. dude, that Came guy yep. just keeps making plays. Like, every time he gets in, he keeps doing something. But then he, you know, again, got hurt again. So, it's yeah. like, okay, well, hopefully he comes back next year, but he's not, like, the only option at linebacker. Uh, fuck. Who do you go with? Joey Porter Jr. Keanu Benton. I mean, the rookies really chipped in hard this year, mm-hmm. and I, mm-hmm. I can't say that that Alex Highsmith did as much. Although he had an awful lot of pressures, he he was there. Yep, yep. And he had some nice games where he had like he had picks, he had touchdowns. Uh, yeah, so I'll go with yeah. JPJ. Okay. We're in one for JPJ. Ian, what do you got? Jen stole my pick. Yeah, um, I was too. I was going to go Me with too. Landon Roberts, um, just because. Nice not call. only not only yeah. did he kind of stabilize the inside linebackers were rough the first four weeks of the year. Let's. I'm, I mean, I'm not going to poop no it, doubt. but you know, it seemed like Roberts, Holcomb, Alexander really started to get things going around, like around that Baltimore game. And the, the first Baltimore game. Yeah. And then, like, they started just dropping, like, flies and getting hurt. And Alexander got hurt and Holcomb got hurt. And then Roberts, like, did he tear his pec or did he, like, injure his pec? He did something that should Kitty have been tear. a, a, a it, season-ending it was, injury. It, it, and... was, it was a small tear. He didn't rip it off the bone. Yeah. Right. Because right. at first right. we thought he was done. Yeah. Yeah, we thought he was done completely, but he came back and he was playing with one arm. Yeah, he was playing with one arm, but he still came back and played. He played the pretty last effectively, and might I yeah. add, yeah, and, and, and it was, the playoff it's pretty game. impressive what that guy did. Yeah, so so just for just for the the grit and gutsiness to power through that injury, I got to give it to Landon Roberts. And the other thing I'll mention, I, I know we had to bring in some guys off the street to play safety and inside linebacker, but when 
when Roberts went out, I don't remember what game it was. It might have been the Arizona game that, that he got hurt. There, there was a game he went out and got hurt. We were playing two scrubs at linebacker. Yeah. And like you saw the, the communication on defense just nosedived. It was just like guys had no frigging yeah, clue what they were doing out there. I, I think it was I think it was the Cardinals game. So I, I was at that game. And the guys were just like, we have no frigging clue what we're doing. And then, like, when he came back and kept playing through injury, like, you could tell the communication was a bit better. There were guys that just couldn't physically perform, but the communication was better. So I'm going with Roberts. Yeah. Scarps, what do you got? Uh, Yeah, I I also chose Atlanta Roberts. He led the team in tackles. um, Ten tackles for loss. Yeah. and the, the the other thing, and I, I don't quote me on this, but he's also the only dude on defense that's ever won anything. <laughs> and I feel that like that's important. Um he didn't win anything as a stealer, but like no. that that type of leadership is valuable. Um and you know, he won two titles in New England, and regardless of what you think about them, that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. being being a winner matters. And he brought a really good mentality to this team, and um, yeah, he's he's a he is a he is the epitome of a Pittsburgh Steeler, um, yeah. And he was my defensive player of the year. Other yeah, he he ultimately was mine too. Um, that's what I settled on as well. And I, I Ben made a good point with Quan Alexander. I I really felt like he was on the on the come and the rise as they say. And, and then of course the injury, but uh, uh, yeah, I'll take Roberts uh, again. This is probably another no brainer with maybe one potential exception. Um, we'll swing it back to Ian special teams player of the year. Yeah. It's boss. I mean, there's, there's no, there's no question. It's I, I, boss. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I but, mean, mouse Killebrew went to the pro bowl, right. blocked three kicks. So that's incredibly impressive. But uh, I mean, it's it's boss. I, the The way he was able to keep us in games and the amount of low scoring games that we won because of a yeah. field goal, it, it, his consistency matters. And I mean, you go back to was it the the Baltimore game that Minka blocked an extra point, and that extra point wound up being the difference in the game because we were up by four instead of being up by three, and Baltimore had to throw it for the end zone instead yep. of tr- just kicking a field goal to tie the game. So Boz's consistency both on long field goals, which is incredibly impressive, and extra points is, you know, yeah, I'm going with Boz. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Scarps, what did you uh, have for special teams? Yeah, I, I I figured that everybody was gonna say um Boz or Miles Killer Brew, but um, you know, I'm gonna give a shout out to Godwin Igwe Buke. Godwin Igwe Buke. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, he yeah, wasn't a nice job. He, he wasn't you know, he wasn't bad on kick returns and then he had that heads up play where he stepped out of bounds but touched the football while it was in play, which right. gave the gave the Steelers a, a Steelers illegal procedure penalty. Um, but you know, I, I honestly I I didn't even know he was on the roster and he was a contributor and I want to be I, I, good for him. Yeah. Rodney Williams was my second pick, just saying. Okay. All right. All right. Uh Ben, I assume you'll follow suit here. Boss. Yeah. 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 Okay. It's boss. It's it's not. I mean, yeah, I, I agree Can, with with Ian. I, you have Miles Killebrew, who who killed it and was you know uh, yeah he's all pro. pro yeah 
Still, uh, Dad, are we okay? Are we okay on time? We got nothing but time, buddy. So I just I I we are moving through these quickly, and but to Big Ben's burner's question about there is definitely conversation about DJ being traded because we're too far away from a Super Bowl. Um, People and, are fucking stupid. So so I I don't disagree with that, but I I. I'll always engage or entertain a conversation and I, mm-hmm. and I sit there and say, okay, what happened? Like if this year they go nine and eight again, first round exit, or they don't no. make the playoffs at what point, at what point are you continuing to just be mid because at they've been point, mid for years? At what point do you trade away a hall of fame talent in the hopes that you can get enough draft picks to improve your, your lot well, in life. You know, that's, I, and again, this is, this is my response to, to big Ben's burner. When he put it out there, that's Cleveland Browns esque thinking. You don't do that. When you've got that guy, you pay him, you keep him and, and you roll with him and you try and get some players around him to win some more fucking games. You don't, you don't trade away a talent like that. They're so rare. They're so few and far between. There are entire drafts. They go seven rounds. Well, there are no Hall of Famers. Mm-hmm. When you but get you a guy who's that good, you keep him. But you don't think they've been trying to do, trying to build around him? Of course and they have. Been they've been trying to build around him, and they and they haven't been successful. And let's let's be frank, the last handful of drafts that that Kevin Colbert had weren't great drafts. They weren't. We thought they would be, and and they were not. I'm, I'm for, just... a, for a for a draft and develop team, that's awful. Ian, you might remember this. When the Patriots traded uh, Richard Seymour, did you remember what they got for him? To the Raiders. I believe it was to the Raiders. Yeah. They got a first-round pick. And, and, you know, now I don't recall off the top of my head what that turned out to be or who it turned out to be. But, I mean, obviously there was a lot of animosity towards Belichick. And he did. There, There was for good reason because they sucked at drafting. Right. Right. And, and, um, I don't, I don't know where Ben went. His picture's gone. Um, he needed a beer, needed yeah. a brewski. Um, but I, I, and again, I'm not saying, you know, I, I agree with Ben, but I also agree, Ryan, that y- you never say never. You always entertain phone calls. Um, it, in a perfect world, you would know, you know, the type of players you need in a draft and you'd, you'd easily, oh, yeah, sure, let's make it, but it's just such a crapshoot. You know, um, well, but I, I was just trying to think and, of and again, so again, con- context. Okay. Um, that the reason that that trade was criticized was because Belichick was so poor at drafting. Yeah. If he had sure. been a good, a, a good drafting guy, a guy who had a track Here's record a for, for using first round picks for players that were good fucking players. Nobody would have criticized. They would have been like, okay, right. well, yeah, Seymour's getting toward the end of his career. First round picks, a good return. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. Nah. Nope. And actually, so I just looked it up. Okay. There we go. I, I thought there was we something. Would. I thought there was something weird about it, and there was. So they traded him in September 2009. So at the beginning of the 09 season, okay. they got a 2011 first round pick back. Whoa. So they got a first round pick two years later in return. Whoa. Yeah. And and that general sucks. general drafting principles. So 
just yeah. as we're getting into draft season, we'll talk about this more. General principles are a pick in a future year is worth basically one round worse in the current year. So right. a future first is worth a current second. So two years in the Perfect. future first is basically a current third. Yes. Yeah. Wow. But context. It was the Raiders. It was the Raiders. <laughs> and it was a, and they was really a, stuck. So and so, then, like historically so, the Raiders are terrible. So you gotta figure you're, you're gonna get at least like a top fifteen pick if you trade with the Raiders. It was like number twenty. They so, took Nate Solder, the tackle from uh Colorado. Oh who, who won some Super Bowls. Yeah. Pretty so, good yeah. after he left. And and Richard Seymour was Richard Seymour was decent in Oakland. Not as good as he was as was right. in New England. Still made the Hall of Fame, but but Ben, you're right. There are there are teams that will like. I know this not for this specific trade, but like there are definitely teams that will that will say like I th- that will probably go overboard for T.J. Watt. And and I and I say and I'm not saying that we should trade him. I'm just saying that like again, I, and I've said this so many times. Fucking Cam Hayward's legacy right now is he's been a part of one playoff win as a Steeler, and he's yeah. he was drafted in 2011. Mm-hmm. T.J. Watt has been part of it, zero playoff wins, and he yeah. was drafted in 2017. The only Steeler that has more than one playoff win currently is Chris Boswell. <laughs> Maybe I should have yeah. picked him for more for more awards. But I, <laughs> I sit there like I sit there and think it's like I understand, I understand that this franchise does certain things. And and we've talked about this privately. What if they don't want to pay Cam Hayward? You know what I mean? Like, right. are we gonna are we gonna be like, oh, bad Cam? He's you know, f Cam. He's and it's like after if, Cam won that award this year, they're paying him. They're, I mean, I, okay. I hate to say that Fine. to put Fine. it in that context, but they, they're going to. And then basically, what they're going to do is they're going to restructure his contract and they're going to be like, hey, we're going to do an extension with this much of a bonus and two void years. Blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, but if 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 one of these, if you want to call them the Browns or one of these desperate teams or whatever, say, hey, we'll give you two first round picks for T.J. Watt. Would you not be like, huh? That'd be like, what else you got? I don't know. Let's talk about. You know, I mean, that's keep fair. them talking, keep them talking. Yeah. See yeah. how high you can run them up. How high you can fleece them. Uh, they're not going to give were, you three first round picks. I don't. If think. you were guaranteed, if you were guaranteed, any and this is the last thing I'll say after this, if you were guaranteed to get the next Ben Roethlisberger, oh yeah, well, you're not guaranteed, guaranteed to get that. Yeah, you're not guaranteed to get that. No, I, okay, I'm, so let's just I'm talk telling about, you, you will. Let's just talk about realistically. <laughs> realistic, yes, I would, Ryan. All right? Yes, I okay. would, Ryan. Yep. Realistically, okay. okay. Re- real quick. Now, what would you accept in trade for T.J. Watt? Who is a Hall of Fame player? What would you Oof. take? I so think right now, right now, let's just put it out there. All three of you answer this question. All right, and I'll, I I'll go first because I have an answer. It's either two first round picks or a top two pick. So if Washington called us and said we will give you the number two overall pick in the draft for T.J. Watt, I would highly consider it. I would not give up number three to. New England because the top two quarterbacks in this draft are gone. But I think it's either a, a top two pick or multiple first round picks. I I will second that. 
That's all I need to say. I, I agree with both those points. Think, think about it a little bit harder than that. You think they could get more than that? I think you could get multiple picks for this guy. Okay. Even with a number two pick. So or or a pick and a player in return. So what you're saying is we could get Justin Fields Justin. and the number one pick from Chicago. <laughs> Don't steal Casey's thunder. I'm just saying Justin Fields, who I don't like, and the number nine pick and another pick. But I, I, I wouldn't do that trade because I think Justin Fields sucks. Sorry. Um, but, you know, something along those lines, you know, where it's like you're going to get a really high pick for this guy plus a good player, plus another pick, do you consider it? Eh, maybe. I probably wouldn't do it because right. you know you have that guy now. You have that guy. Yeah. Right? I have one final yeah, point. Yeah, Ian, you wanted to make it a point here. So, no, let's start to answer the question, though, too. Okay, good. Ryan, Ryan answer the question. Ryan, answer the question, then I'll make my point. I No, I would just say that I, I, I brought this up. I said two first-round picks. and okay. uh, Two first-round picks, and – I also final thing, TJ's gonna be 30 years old. I'm I'm not saying he's injury prone. He's not, but I look at his brother and, right. and see what happened to him. Right. And I sit there and think that like the window is closing. It's oh, not it's, expanding. And it's closing quickly. <laughs> it's like there's a really guy. bad storm hey. coming. Close the window quickly. Just yeah. just speaking speaking to this as an athlete, okay, as as an old athlete. Who's trying to hang on to elite? Who, who's who's trying to hang on to to what he's got for as long as he can? TJ isn't going to be more injury prone as he goes through this, but he's going to keep working out like he did when he was 25, 23. He's going to keep doing that, and that is what is going to compound his injuries. And I'm just telling you straight up, like guys. And maybe he'll learn, maybe he won't. Maybe he'll learn from his brother. I hope he does. Because I think that's what did JJ in. Who He shortened his career a little bit because of the, the insane workouts that he does. And you, your body's only got so much recuperative ability, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And if you've already broken it down quite a bit and you work out with that kind of insanity all the time and play with that level of intensity all the time, you're going to become more injury prone as you get older. That's just the nature of the thing. It just happens. You lose recuperative ability as you get older. You got as, that right. Yeah. I can speak. You just that. do. And it sucks, but youth is wasted on the young. Uh, Ian, go ahead and we'll, we'll get back to the uh, blitzies here after your comment. Yes. Oh, so uh, what are we doing? Blitzies? Yeah, we are. We actually, that was my uh, tangent. We're fine. It was a great conversation. I love it. It was. It was good. Um, so my final point here, and someone, I don't remember if it was Ryan or somebody else made the point about trying to sort of build around TJ Watt, right? But it is a quarterback-driven league now more than ever. And since sacks became an official statistic in 1982, only three times has the NFL sack leader won the Super Bowl. So, wow. yeah, um, and that was uh, Richard Dent with the Bears in '85. Wow, Lawrence Taylor with Lawrence the Giants too. Yeah, Lawrence Taylor with the Giants in '86. 
And then the most recent one was Kevin Carter with the Rams in 1999. I would so, have seriously. That, yeah, I would I never have that. guessed that shit. Nope. I looked it up. I, I I did not have this off the top. No, of my head, I know, but, but st- I would have never million yeah. years. I so so the the point being, right? T.J. Watt has won the sack title in three out of the last four years. Now, granted, 2018, Aaron Donald won the sack title and made it to the Super Bowl, but they lost to the Patriots. True. So, yeah, but, but what, I'm just what, saying, what exactly does that to, mean? So so my point is, right? You can have an elite pass rusher. But building around an elite pass rusher does not guarantee you success. The the only way to guarantee success is to have an elite quarterback. quarterback. It's, that's it. That's 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 it. I I I think I'm going to take it a step further. You do need to build around that elite pass rusher or that elite player or whoever it is. What we need is more guys. I look back at this at that defense between between 2004 and 2011. That was an amazing fucking defense. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. And it wasn't because there was one guy on that team that was a good player. There were a bunch of really, really good players. And and it was it was the synergy of that unit. And it, it started with Casey Hampton, who could literally hold the point of attack versus three guys. He get triple teamed and be like, Yeah, oh, that's cool. I'm gonna take both of these gaps here anyway. You guys can go ahead and triple team me. You're not moving me. It's fine. And then you had a whole bunch of other guys who were like, oh, Casey's got three of them? Fine. I'm running to the ball. <laughs> and it's just, it was it was shit like that. Yeah. You just had guys that were really good at their job, and it might be one thing they were good at, and, and the, the defense played toward their strengths, but they were really good at that one thing. They weren't necessarily Hall of Fame players, but they were all good players. And if we had a bunch of really good players on this team, It'd be a damn good team, but what we got is we got a handful of superstars and a bunch of guys. Yeah, it it really is. It's a bunch of guys, sadly. Um, a bunch of guys. But speaking of Robinson, remember how excited everybody was about that trade? I was like, he's just a guy. About who? Allen Robinson. Oh yeah. Gosh. You know how much I got roasted for for criticizing that trade. Dumbest I fucking watch. trade ever. Hey. I don't care if it was. I don't care if we Wait, gave up they, nothing. We gave up nothing. Yeah. It was a trade. Yeah, it was yeah. a trade. We, get, we we swapped sevens with them. Yeah, and then we paid him five million dollars. Waste of five million dollars. Well, we. There I are, think we there are better all... receivers hey. for five million dollars. Yeah. Veteran leadership, dude. Yeah, veteran leadership. Well, and that, that that worked didn't... out real well with that wide receiver yeah. room, didn't it? They they were so. Uh, it really, did seem like they they were and, led. And I'm the <laughs> hater. And I, I'm yeah. the hater. You know? yeah. <laughs> Why are you so negative, Scarps? Yeah. Our wide uh, receivers. Who, who rookie of the year like a- for 2023. Now we're good. Uh, let's see. I think Scarps leads this one off. Rookie of the year. I didn't say defensive or offensive. I just flat yeah. line. And this is the disrespect. This is the disrespect. But but I, I'm going to go with the first round pick, Broderick Jones. Um Nice. He oh, wow. was not was not the best in you know maybe you know pass was not the best at pass yeah pass protection yeah. but I will say that as soon as you know R.I.P. he didn't die but rest in peace Chukes of Cora for um, <laughs> for for the only Steeler to have the balls to say Matt Canada sucks and actually get punished for it <laughs> and then he lost his job and and her. <laughs> enter Broderick, enter Broderick Jones. Okay, 
Right. And uh, I, okay, like Chuk's patch sets really suck, though. Let's be frank. And but I, okay, the thing, but, the, thing that, the thing that sucks about about Chuk's getting cut and is that he's twenty six, and he started he a whole young. bunch of games. He's yeah, really oh, yeah. Like he will Jesus, get signed. Man, he'll get better. I, um, you know, he will. It, you know how in the Academy yeah. Awards at the at some point in the show they do those in memoriam things yes. of people that I can see like Chukes going across. <laughs> That's so bad. God. But but, no, but, uh, but, the, but the the rushing offense absolutely got better with Broderick Jones no putting doubt. in the lineup. So no doubt. I'm gonna give it to Broderick, Broderick Jones. Jones yep. Is uh, 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 I mean, as an athlete, he's pretty goddamn amazing. Even when he when he fucks up on on pass blocking and and then catches up midway through like he's he's getting beat for the first couple seconds and then he's Mm -hmm. like yeah but i can beat you as an athlete it's pretty impressive i gotta say that wasn't a bad call scarps who's ben who's your uh, rookie of the year rookie of the year is uh jpj but i am going to give an honorable mention to keanu benton who uh really exceeded my expectations i i thought he would be good he was great in certain moments and i think mm-hmm. he's gonna have a really nice career i do too i'll stop there i do too ian we really hit on our first four picks between broderick uh jpj keanu benton and nick herbig yeah uh are, are there's something there with Herbig too. I think they need to get Herbig on the upside. field. Yeah, they, they yeah. need to, they need to like make him an, an off the ball linebacker, in my opinion. Yeah. That would be good. Um, yeah. But at any rate, I also went with Broderick Jones. I know JPJ kind of solidified was our best man cover corner, but Broderick was our best offensive tackle at whatever position he played. He had to play left tackle that one game for Dan Moore when Moore was hurt and they should have just kept him there, but they didn't. And they put him back on the bench. And then like two games later, they put him back in on the right side and he was better than Chooks. He was better than both tackles at their respective jobs. The problem is we can't clone him and make him both tackles. Right. So, uh, I mean, tremendous upside for a kid that's what, 21 years old and, you know, is coming off a, a, pretty good rookie year so Broderick is my offense or my rookie of the year good selections all the way around I I said JPJ as well um but I don't I I credit Benton with a great year and obviously you guys have said uh uh, everything needs to be said regarding uh Broderick um our, our next award is is what I think we've now settled on is the John L Williams award uh the most valuable free agent uh signing um uh, for those of you that that might be too young, do yourself a favor and get the Google machine out and Google John L. Williams, uh, and and you'll you'll get a little education, as they say. Um, ben, who was your most valuable free agent signing for this year? Okay, uh, you guys are going to be a little bit surprised by this. Uh oh, but I'm going to go totally off script here. Uh-oh. Trenton Thompson. Whoa, that is off script. Okay. Who basically was plucked off the practice squad, actually was inactive for the last three games. Yep. Did you know that? Because uh, KZ was going to come back at the end. So he made the playoffs and then, and then Minka came back. And so they, they sat him, but he was, he was still on the roster for the last three games. Mm -hmm. He was staying active. Uh, yeah, I, I, not a great safety. I'm not saying the guy was good, 
but he he played decent ball. At, at some points, he played better than decent ball. Yeah, for them. Yeah. Okay. The guy. That interception against the Bengals saved the uh, season. You can just say that. He he had a pick. Yeah, it it it, yeah. it, it did. It did. Uh, the guy had 19 tackles. Uh, I'm looking for passes defense, and I'm not. What the? Okay, well, okay. I'm not seeing all the stats. Anyway, uh, played pretty decent ball for them. Came in in a pinch, uh, playing practice squad ball. So he's basically playing the scout team for the first handful of weeks that he's playing. And they're like, right. you know what? We we kind of like what you do. We're going to work you in, and you're going to start next week. And there, he's like, oh, okay. So came in basically pretty cold, didn't really know the defense, and contributed pretty damn well i mean giving given where he was coming from you know given the fact that he wasn't like a really well mm-hmm. really gifted athlete shouldn't even say that if you're in the nfl you're really gifted to give a really gifted sure. athlete um not as good as the guys that are on the roster <laughs> he just filled a need for six weeks uh but it was guys like that that came in off the fucking street this year. Yeah. That kind of saved the season for this team. I mean, you had like you had it, mass injuries all through the middle of the defense between yes. defensive line, linebacker and safety. And it was little it was guys like that that came in and, and made some impressive plays where you were like Okay, who the fuck is that guy? Who's seventeen? And you're looking it up, going, "Oh, shit!" There, yeah, there Brent were Thompson. moments like that, weren't there? Yeah, there were. And I'm not saying the guy was amazing. I'm just no. saying he was good enough. Ian, who's your Next? guy? All right, so I, you know, we already talked a lot about Landon Roberts and Quan Alexander earlier in the show. Yeah. Um, so Roberts was on my short list, but I'm going to go with Isaac Sayamalu. Uh, I think when he and Broderick Jones finally got together on that right, uh, or actually it was Broderick and James Daniels, but Sam Sam Samalu on the left side of the line was probably the only good thing happening on that whole half of the line. Yeah. He he only committed two penalties all year. And, you know, you had a a, a turnstile at Mason Cole at center and then. Less than a turnstile. The, the reason that Miles Garrett won Defensive Player of the Year is because of how Dan Moore played against him twice. Like, well, let's you see be that honest Colts about game? this. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. But but Sam Allu is my pick for for the you know best free agent sign. Can't argue that. Yeah. yeah. Scarps. I'm gonna go way deep here. Oh boy. And oh, I oh deeper than me. Deep tracks. And I, and I do not. Deep tracks. I said this to you Deep guys, tracks only, Scarps. I, I said this to you guys in, in our separate chat that I don't, I, that I, that we have to do better than him, but I respect his efforts. Eric Rowe. Yeah. Yeah. Death good Rowe. He was really good in the final couple games. He played and, last three games. And he was. You know, he had that forced fumble in Baltimore. Like, he was just a really solid player. He had an interception, too, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And, you know, he tortured us for years in uh, when he was with New England. 
Yeah. He broke um, AB's leg that year when AB was going to win the MVP. Jeez, that's right. It was, uh, yeah, it it was, wasn't it? It was. Yeah. yeah. Um, but he was, uh, he was, uh, yeah, he was good. He was good down the stretch. So Eric Rowe is my free So, so I, I looked at him, Scarps, and I thought, okay, I, the only reason I'm not going to say him because he, he didn't have that many games. The, the guy I'm going to say. Uh, <laughs> who, Eric Big Rowe? Ben's Big Ben's Burner. Who are you talking no, 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 about? I don't even know who you're talking about. Yeah, because remember Rowe dropped a couple picks, I think it was. Yeah. I think that's what he's talking about. Oh, come on, baby. Um, I'm going to say this guy, and not because of his name, but because simply because of what he allowed them to do defensively when all the injuries hit. But I'm going to say Patrick Peterson. Um, be, oh, again, dad, no, that's fair. That's I'm fair. Sorry. If you look at what he was able to do in terms of allowing guys like Trenton Thompson, he played uh, like outside, Eric inside in, and safety. Yep. Just his versatility, I think spoke a lot of volumes for what they could do. That's all I'm saying. Did, did he play, uh, uh, to the level of what I would have expected him to play at. No, he's he's an old guy. He's past his prime. I just appreciated the versatility. That's all I'm getting to say. No, Vinny, you're right. He does need to retire. He, he's at that point. I got no problem. I digress. I digress. No, 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 no. I, I, I'm okay. This is a with, top with... half versus bottom half argument on the <laughs> screen I here. Am, I am okay with Peterson coming <laughs> back next year as long as he plays inside only. He's got to play either slot or safety. If he plays outside again on an island, not liking that. You know, right. I hope this I hope he, hopefully if he comes back next year, he doesn't talk as much shit on his podcast to opposing Dude, quarterbacks. That also because, because the quarterbacks we face next year are really good. Yeah, I know. And, uh, yeah. yeah. So yeah. I would just say hopefully he doesn't um, do that. Yeah, I next keep hearing up. about that. That that seems to be like the justification for why should we we should trade for the Chicago quarterback who turned the ball over sixty eight times, times in forty games. No uh, more stealing Casey's thunder. Our next award, uh, Blitzy. Excuse me. Next Blitzy, assistant coach of the year. And uh, Ian, am I back to you or am I at Scarps now? God, I hope I it's Ian, know. not me. Shit, I can't remember. <laughs> All right, um, I'm going to go Eddie Ian, Faulkner. Eddie Faulkner. Eddie Faulkner. Yeah, justification. justification is Jalen Warren was awesome gotcha. and that he kind of got forced into being the offensive coordinator because they were stupid. We talked on this show all offseason oh, about man. how they needed to just cut bait with Matt Canada and bring someone new in, and it was going to be a lost season. And they get halfway through the year, and they're like, "Oh fuck, we can't, we couldn't come back against Cleveland's defense, so we got to fire Matt Canada now." Not after everything else that fucking happened, and couldn't could have done it during the bye week, could have done it somewhere else. But Faulkner came in and basically had to take over the offensive coordinator position. And I know Sullivan called plays during the yep. game, but. You know, I, I think that's kind of tough going from like running backs coach to all of a sudden, boom. Okay, now you're the offensive coordinator, and the offense was a lot better at, under under Faulkner than it was Way. under Canada. So, no argument. Yeah, I I'm gonna go with Faulkner for everything that that he did this okay. year, both with the running backs and with uh, you know, and, and heck, Naj was better down the stretch run too. So, yep. what he did with the running backs and being forced in the offensive coordinator role. Honorable mention to Carl Dunbar, who is my second choice. All right. Scarps, your assistant coach of the year. My assistant Mark, coach Mark, of the use year. Use the mic, right? What? Use the mic correctly. Well, I leaned back for crying out loud. 
He's like the nuns in grammar school. Maybe, um, maybe don't lean back. Maybe, maybe speak into the mic. I'm just, I'm sorry. I'm leaving. Scarps, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, you're fine. Um, my assistant coach of the year is Mike Sullivan. Andy Smith. Who? No, Mike Sullivan. Mike, it's who, Sully. Sully who has, who has, who has managed. And I said this. I, I said this when I said this a couple weeks ago. I said. I don't want him to buzz. be quarter. I don't want him to be quarterback coach, but I I want him to be a, a an, an offensive assistant or a senior assistant or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason I said that is because, as we all know, I think Kenny Pickett is not very good, and I don't think that was necessarily Solly's problem. And Solly was the play caller after Matt Canada got fired, and they were way more efficient, except when Mitch Trubisky played. God bless his soul. Uh, but, but. I'm going to give it, it to Solly. I'm going to give it to Mike Solly. I love it. Yeah. Ben, who's your uh, assistant coach of the year? Grady Brown. Good for you, Ben. Dealing with it. all of that upheaval, injury upheaval yeah. in the defensive backfield. And yeah, still, And still, they were the number six defense in points allowed. I don't know how that happened. Like, if I was an opposing offensive coordinator – and they had that much turnover in the defensive backfield, I'd be throwing on them constantly. You know, I would be like, yep, easy pickings. Here we go. Yeah. yeah. I would and I would say this, and and I do I do not think their defense overall is very good, but their defensive coaches did a really good job this year with all the people they had to like Aaron Curry had to deal with had to deal with how many yeah. injuries at inside linebacker. Yeah. Like like honestly, they're the even though their defense, I still don't think is that great overall. Mm-hmm. Their defensive coaches are so much better than their offensive coaches. Maybe not now. We'll see what happens with these new guys. Um, but still, anyway. Um, I, is it mine left? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I would say, and, and here's the biggest reason I'm going to say Danny Smith because he finally acknowledged he needed a new punter and he got rid of Har Harvin. That's all it. right. That's fair, but no, I actually I thought he had a pretty good year. I, you know, you you look at the the things they drew up to get uh, look some, at the hit he blocks. took along the sidelines there, and you're like, dude, he, that he was did. Pretty goddamn I mean, I was, you know, I felt so terrible for that pack of gum that he likely crushed when he fell to the ground. Um, bucket of gum, and, and bucket. bucket of gum. That's right, bucket of gum. And uh, no, I, I, I thought I, I ride that dude's ass a lot. I have for years. I thought he had a pretty good year. So I'm going to. Uh, I thought special teams were solid this year. Yes, it's exactly what I'm getting at. And uh, uh, Ian fair. is once again thinking like a 12 year old. Mark, your mom's on the, watching the show. What are you doing? Shit. <laughs> we, we don't now we got mom jokes. Shit. Right, mom Sweet. jokes. Oh, uh, right. Next, next uh, blitzy is uh, your blitzy for the biggest surprise, and I'll I'll allow this, guys. Your surprise can be either positive or negative. I mean, most surprise. people assume a surprise is a positive, but maybe sometimes it's a negative. So, uh, Ben, I believe we start with you. Oh fuck! Uh, biggest surprise. God, uh, that Kenny Pickett still sucked. No, I expected that. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, gosh, fuck. Um, 
I'm trying to find something positive. One. I'm going to go with Trenton Thompson again, but I um, Michael Walker sucked. Uh, Here's a guy that didn't prepare. And Landon Roberts. Here's let's a guy that didn't pay attention to the agenda. Let's let's go with a Landon Roberts as biggest surprise, like like a positive, a pleasant surprise. That guy exceeding my expectations. I thought he was he was okay. really, really he played above my expectations. So got it. Outstanding. Uh, Ian, go ahead. And I, I missed this from Aaron, by the way. Easy Pickens is the name of him. <laughs> if he turned it over more, hey, it would be. Hey, listen, according to the internets, oh, God. <laughs> the according interweb. to the internets, uh, he's, uh, he's speaking to Steelers Twitter, by the way. Right. Yes, Kenny, he is. Kenny Pickett is not following George Pickens on Instagram, but Mason Rudolph and Justin Fields are. Oh geez. Oh oh no. All right. I'm just so, saying. Our, you know what that means? Fans... That that means they're actually cuddle buddies on the weekends. Oh yeah. All right. All right. Our fans on the show are the best. We love you guys. You're you're, yes, you're we amazing. Thank you for tuning Ditto. in and interacting with us. Yep. All right. My biggest surprise of the year, and I'm gonna be completely honest about this, was that Mason Rudolph was a competent quarterback. I, I Oh yes. Was, I was you know, Ian when, wins this when one. Mitch Trubisky came, was playing terrible, I was like, well, Mason can't be worse than this, so why not try him? And then all of a sudden, I said on this show, I was like, look at what this team can be if they get average quarterback play. Like, Mason is not a great quarterback. <laughs> right. He gave them essentially average quarterback play, yep. Yep. and they were scoring 30 points yeah. a game. And and they won at Seattle, which is a horribly hard place yep. to play. And then in Baltimore against backups, but still, like Patrick yep. Queen was in not, a as many, not, a, yeah. not as many backups as you think, though. If you go yeah, look at no, that's true. Snap that's count, true. right? And Lamar Patrick didn't Queen play. played, and yeah, yeah. So yeah, but at any rate, Mason Rudolph being a competent football player was my biggest surprise of the year. Awesome, Matt uh, Scarps. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree with both you guys. Um, Roberts was a lot better than I thought. Mason, you know, mm -hmm. I mean, I do like talking shit. Don't get me wrong. And 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 half the reason I like Mason is just because Roethlisberger, you know, never, Hated never, him. ever, he just never, <laughs> ever fucking, he never went to bat for him. Like he just, no. he just never, he never once, he never once like credited him. But he'd go out of his way to talk about fucking Josh Dobbs. Kudos to Josh Dobbs, but, but the point is, um, my biggest surprise uh, this year um, is I'm going to go back to Jalen Warren because mm -hmm. the whole thing about Jalen Warren was like, oh, you know, what's he going to do if he have to, has to take on an additional role? And well, you know, when 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 Naj sucked and couldn't see a yeah, hole, a really good point. it was mm -hmm. it was going it was going east to west more than north to south, Jalen Warren was like, fuck this. I'm consistent. I'm just going to make, I'm going to get five per tote, whether, you know, five per five per touch. And uh, I'm very surprised at that because I was skeptical to see what he could do with a bigger workload. And I mm -hmm. felt that um, he did a really good job overall with, with the opportunities that he got. Um, my, my biggest surprise is I thought we would get more from Darnell Washington as a receiver. 
uh, I think he ended up with seven receptions. Now, I, yeah. I, I'm, I'm not in any way saying he was going to be uh, uh, a 70 reception tight end. Don't get me wrong. That's ridiculous. But I thought he could be a guy that would be maybe in that 24 to 30 reception range, get you some TDs because of his athleticism. Okay, so, I, so can, can we can we know. talk about this guy real quickly because you you brought him up? Surely, uh, this dude is going to be the linchpin next year in in Arthur Jones, Arthur Smith, Arthur Smith's <laughs> offense. Yeah, sorry, I'm Arthur drunk. Jones? Here's the guy who knows Arthur who Jones? our offensive coordinator is. I'm drunk. Um, furniture salesman. <laughs> I don't know who Arthur Jones is, but. Yeah, Arthur Smith's offense. He's gonna be. He's gonna be the linchpin. Um, he likes ah, to run that. Shit. He likes to run that. That that wide zone. Yeah, run that that that. Honestly, Najee's not unless unless Najee loses twenty pounds, like I've been saying for fucking two months. Um, it just isn't gonna be. He's not gonna be that guy. He needs. He needs to lose a bunch of fucking weight to get outside quickly um but joe jones again smith likes to run that wide zone and that guy on the outside is gonna be washington Mm -hmm. and then what he'll do is because because defenses will expect that when he's out there they're going to run the ball he'll say oh i'm just gonna have this guy just peel off in the middle here a little bit and it's getting into the little zone here where it's, you know, the soft, soft zone in the middle. I'll just pick that off and we'll get 12 yards or 15 yards. And, and maybe he'll break for 20 or 25 or 30. Yeah. It isn't I, that I, Washington I, is a great athlete. He's not. I'm sorry. He's not. As a tight end, he's not. He's a great blocker. Yes. He's not a great athlete. He's a giant target and he's a great blocker. He's not a great athlete. I, I he just runs really well straight line. Yeah. The change yeah. of direction is nothing to be impressed mm-hmm. with. Okay. So, I, yeah, again, I think that guy next year is going to make some noise, and people are going to be a little bit surprised by how much noise he makes, both as a blocker and as a receiver next season. And it's going to be impressive. I, I hope you're right. Um, Just saying. I, I think we are back around to Ian. And this sure, is why not? Uh, well, Ian, I, I Arthur Sure Stadium, that's good, Scarps. <laughs> Arthur Sure, <coughs> that's good. You got to pay more attention to the chat, man. That's uh, come on, man. Yeah, biggest disappointment of the season. Hate to be uh, negative on this program. Oh, never are. But oh, I, I'm gonna embrace right. this moment. Here I had, go. I had two. Okay. Um, I actually, you know what? Come to me last. You, I have you only get no, one. No, no. You only get one. I got going here. All right, all right. I I had two, but both of them were related to me being at games. So the first one was getting completely outfanned by the 49ers fans in the home opener oh, that they just completely took over the stadium. For real. And the second one was just the utter organizational disaster that was the multiple rain delays against Arizona. Like that was just an awful game to attend. And it was just extremely like just disappointing as a person to have to sit through that and losing to two, two win teams in in the span of a week. Like that was just, it was bad. So I guess that's three. 
there was the the you know the 49ers fans, okay. the Cardinals rain delays, and then losing to two teams that had two wins in the span of a week. But like all right, all of those were experiences I personally had in the stadium, yeah. and it yeah. was just just bad stuff. That's okay. a lot of disappointment. That is it that is. I suffered at the stadium this year. Yes, that in I paid the summer season. Yeah. Uh, you're like the soup Nazi. You suffered for your Steelers. I did. Where, I did. Uh, where Scarps, what's your... got over a thousand yards because he got 112 in the last game. Big disappointment. 17th game. Scarps. Um. So I w- I was gonna say that they they retained Matt Canada, but I'm uh, going to give sure. Matt Canada some grace here right. because Matt I'm interested because I'm interested to see what happens this year. Yep. But my busy, my biggest disappointment is Kenny Pickett, and there's no, there's what no, like, there's say, no, no, there's, there's no, there's no defense of this. Right. Um, he, you know, for a for an eight week for an eight game stretch, he didn't throw an interception, but he threw two touchdown passes. Um, he does not take any shots. He does not see the field. He does not read defenses. He misses wide open receivers. And you know what? A lot of guys miss wide open receivers. But when you don't read defenses, you don't take shots. Uh, you spin uh, in. You spin into pressure rather than step up in the pocket. Um, it's such a disappointment. And you know, everybody on Twitter wants. To, you know, actually, what's funny? You know what's funny about this? You know what's funny about this? This whole the Steelers X thing is that. For a while, I was the villain. It was me. I was the picket hater, and I haven't mentioned him so much in the last you know month or so. And uh-huh. guess what? All these other people are like, "Yeah, picket sucks" or whatever. And now, <laughs> and now, and now, and now they're in the, sh- the and, now, and now they're in the shit, and I'm not in the shit, and I'm just watching from a distance, like Michael Jackson in that in that thriller video <laughs> eating his popcorn, like <laughs> you know, like laughing, wow. like you know. But for real though, like Kenny Pickett had a chance to win over to not suck, not just not just this, yeah. not just win over his team, but to win over this fan base with half decent quarterback play, and the dude threw fucking six touchdown passes. It honestly he got outplayed it, by Mason fucking Rudolph. Let's just is, put that out. there. Fucking embarrassing! I told you what, guys I was what, drunk. What he did? No, Ben, you're fine. I, I mean, like for real though. Like Ben, I know, I know you don't think the world of Mason, and and I don't either. But like Mason for, sucks, and he I, and he <laughs> clearly outplayed Kenny, and it wasn't close. He's less sucked than Kenny. Uh, They're both backup level quarterbacks, and Mason clearly outplayed him, and it wasn't even close. So Ben, who is your biggest disappointment? Biggest disappointment. I had some moment ago, and then I lost it. And uh, man, I literally like I literally wrote down my picks. <laughs> like I did too. I, sh- I got them all God, right I here. I did, yeah. Apparently, <laughs> some people are prepared. Shit, <laughs> We're doing this off the cuff. Biggest disappointment. <laughs> you know, you can. Send I, yourself I, you a know, I, 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 I'm sorry. I have to. I have to keep going back to the fact that, and this, this was what I was going with. Uh, the fact that 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 Matt Canada was retained, and I'm sorry that I, I keep dwelling on this, but Jesus fucking Christ, it was obvious last January that he should have been fired. All right, and yeah, great, art cheap, whatever. It was fucking obvious. You were going to have to fire him anyway. 
Your quarterback was going to have to learn a new offense anyway. You mm -hmm. may as well start that timeline now rather yep. than waiting a year. Yep. Retaining him was absolutely fucking stupid. Yep. <laughs> fucking no, it, stupid. You're right, it was. Man. It was. Right. All right. There, there it was no argument to that. None. All right. So you said it all along. Yeah. I'll just yeah. leave it at that. Now, now, now pick it. Not only has he gone through two years of suckitude and ever, nobody believes him anymore. So he's got that in his head. <laughs> Suffering. I'm just, saying. I'm just saying. He's got that in his head. No, I'm serious. Like, look at Joey Harrington. Great quarterback in college. Went to Detroit. Had a bunch of shitty coaches and schemes and whatever else and flamed yeah. out, was gone. Number three pick overall. Um, you look at players like that and things that can happen. And if you're not in the right situation when you roll in, you're not gonna be allowed to be effective. And that guy, I have to wonder how last year affected his psyche. Like I watched him interact when they when they pulled Canada down from the booth and they brought him down to the, the sideline and they, they had Pickett on the sideline and then they'd show him, they'd show Pickett and interacting with Canada. He didn't even want to fucking listen to him. He was just like, hey, whatever, man. I, you know, fuck off. I, I just, that, I don't even want to listen to this shit right now. I, the, the, the body language teammate stuff that has emerged recently is going to be a topic, I think, in the next week. It isn't just that, like the wide receiver room believes no. more <laughs> in. Yes. Mason yes. fucking Absolutely. Rudolph. Yep. The the wide receiver room, all of them collectively True, believe man. more in Mason fucking Rudolph, who is not a good quarterback. He's not good. Um he's a uh, backup quarterback. And they're like, yeah, he's better than Kenny. That's uh my, my biggest disappointment anyway. Uh <laughs> no, I, I was call. gonna say pick it too. Good segue, Mark. I, I did my best, Ben. Sorry. Uh, was pick it too. I mean, what the hell? That, too obvious for me. Um, I, I don't know. Um, play of the year. The was play that, that stood out to you. Was it a moment of athletic achievement? Not often seen. Was it just a basic <laughs> play? What was it? And Ben, we'll start with you. Uh, biggest disappointment. No, no, play no, no, no. We play already covered that. I'm sorry. The year. Yeah, I told you guys I was drunk. Um, play of the year. This is the positive. Doesn't have to be. Najee pushing his way to score that touchdown in Seattle. Another was the play pick. of the fucking like year, and. I mean, absent that win, we might not have won that game. And I, I really admire the grit and determination he showed in that in that moment. You know, in a stadium that's difficult to play in, even with the terrible towels. Yeah, yeah. Well, they got some got some good suggestions in here. Uh, Ian, what was your play of the year? Well, the people in the chat mentioned both. I had I had two that I listed. And I was going to pick one based on what other people said. Um, and part of it's just because I hate Baltimore so fucking much that it was either Pickett to Pickens to beat Baltimore at home or Rudolph to Johnson to beat Baltimore on the road. Um, so the people have already mentioned those in the chat. So yeah. beating Baltimore is always a good thing. 
<laughs> in, I hate in the chat. I really in, hate the chat. I love the chat. They're, they're great. So You can't swear in the chat. I'm trying to tell Aaron to fuck off, and they can't get do it. <laughs> All right. So at any rate, Ben is drunk, but uh, I'm. I, I will ultimately go with. Did say. I, I you know Pickett to Pickens was okay. great because it it put us ahead of Baltimore, but the defense still had to come up with a stop in the end. But I, I'm gonna. I will ultimately go with Rudolph to Johnson because that's a throw. He had to throw to a spot, and that yeah. was a third down play, if I remember correctly. It was it was right off the fourth quarter, the the third to fourth quarter break, and I remember Rudolph saying because they were in a monsoon. Remember, Rudolph said, "Hey, we knew we could push the ball down the field because we had a dry ball coming out of the quarter break, so we we could make that throw." That was a great and, play. Yeah. And Rudy threw it. I I don't think like does Kenny Pickett have the physical ability to make that throw? Yes. <laughs> Will <laughs> Kenny Pickett? Mentally Will pull the trigger and throw throw that yeah. ball. He doesn't. I don't think it. that he would because <laughs> looking at the throw that Mason made, there was a defender between him and Johnson, and he threw it to a spot, and Johnson went and got the ball, and then was gone because the Ravens were in basically cover zero. So maybe, or yeah. cover maybe might, might have been cover one, one, but it whatever it was, it was cover one. Yeah, but but at any rate, yeah. He he put that ball between the corner and the safety, and the linebacker was in front of him, and he had to throw it past him. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I'm gonna go. I'm that gonna was go a great throw. Rudolph to Johnson to beat the Ravens. And I, I and I appreciate the fact that that after the fact, Mason said the thing about that play was I knew we had a dry ball before it was snapped, and that's why I made the decision. To uncork that, because well, he was thinking uh, about it before he threw and, it. And there's a plenty of quarterbacks who don't think about those things. No, it isn't just that. There are plenty of quarterbacks that think about those things and don't throw it. Don't act on it. Yeah, uh, Scarps. What's your play of the year? Uh, one final thought about that. All is right. That, no, just go go look at the tape. Mason had Allen Robinson look at the tape wide open for an easy first down on that uh-huh. same play that he uh-huh. threw to Deontay, but Mason had the stones to actually throw it. Yeah. And and I think that's important. Uh, but my play of the year, let me take you back to the fourth quarter at Indianapolis. Oh boy. Mitch Trubisky. We steps lost that back. Game. Yes, yeah. Mitch Trubisky, Mitch Trubisky steps, steps back to pass. He throws a pass towards George Pickens and it is, Intercepted by Julian Blackman, uh, and that was and that was Mitch's last throw as a Steeler, <laughs> and Mason and that forced Mike Tomlin to start Mason Rudolph the next three games. Yep. <laughs> that is my play of the year. See, Mitch you... throwing an interception because he is dumpster juice, dog water, and they literally had Hot the same. Water? They literally Limp Biscuit chocolate starfish in the hot dog flavored water. F Fred Durst. Anyway, but they literally signed Mitch Trubisky to a contract for no reason. And when oh. they could have just had Mason a pick at the whole time. But anyway, that's my play of the year. Mitch throwing in throwing his last pass as a stealer, which was an interception. Um, and listen, I was gonna say this. Mitch 
seems like a really nice guy, Very seems nice like guy. a great teammate. But now that he's released, who is Kenny Pickett living with? That's all I want to know. <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, 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 Zach Gentry, is he available? Is he got a rumor available? Wow. Okay. Scarps, I was thinking along the same lines as you. My play of the year involved a game that Ian was at. Ian's already mentioned the level Uh of frustration he had at that game. And it's the play that that Kenny Pickett scrambled to the end zone and got Got hurt. hurt. Because look at where this franchise is now. All right. What happens if that's just your basic play? He gets up, they go on and probably kick a field goal. All right. I, I, I mean, where where are we talking? Who starts the following week? Is it still him? Probably. Uh, now look where we are now with. What are with, you trying to say, Mark? Are you trying? I'm to say trying to say sucks? we have a shitty quarterback situation, and that one play either made it significantly worse, or maybe. Maybe I'm trying to be optimistic has made it better in the name of Mason Rudolph for a year. Well, here's, you know? here's the thing about, about situations like that. And I, I'm going to go ahead and agree with you. Kind of situations like that create change, which creates movement because you have a bad situation already. So if somebody like Ben gets hurt, you're like, well, this guy's fucking amazing. As soon as he's healthy again, we're starting him again. But yes. when you have Kenny fucking Pickett doing something like that, you're like, well, we think he might maybe be able to do something. We don't know for sure. I don't know. We'll see. It's a different set of rules altogether, right? Yep. So, yeah, I agree with you in so much as it creates change, which is a positive sometimes. It turned into a positive this time, as Scarps pointed out, because Mitch sucked donkey balls. That was a waste of how many you millions? Know, really, would need to get Dan to get that on a shirt for us. Donkey yeah, okay. balls, it's fine. Yeah, um, uh, uh, like how many millions of dollars do they invest? And it's not my money. I'm not trying to say it's right. my money, and I'm bitching about how much money they spent. I'm saying they could have spent that money on someone else who would have made their team better. So. When you throw away money on guys who maybe might, coulda, shoulda, woulda, maybe yeah. been a guy who would have been a player, maybe if he was in the right position and there was a the right coaching and the right blah, blah, blah. Yeah, whatever, dude. Like Ben Roethlisberger, if he comes against against the fucking the Cincinnati Bengals when after Matt Canada gets fired, he lights them up for fucking 40, okay? We scored 16. All right. We had a whole bunch of yards between the twenties. We yep. couldn't we couldn't score when we got in the end zone. We scored sixteen fucking points versus a terrible defense. Terrible, awful defense. And people keep going back and we're going, Well, Kenny Pickett, blah blah blah, four hundred yards, yada yada, yada. Dude, sixteen points. Sixteen fucking points. Terrible defense. They were awful. A bunch of a bunch of yards between the twenties did not does not win games. Points win games. That's how games are decided. Yes, I don't know if you guys have lost that point, but um, that's a that's the most important stat: points. Points. Points were not scored. Ben, Ben, forty-year-old, decrepit, couldn't move in the back in the backfield. Statue, horrible, fucking non-movable quarterback could have scored forty on that 
on that that Bengals defense. That's that guy. I mean, Mason almost did. Mason almost did. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, We have two categories left, gentlemen. Uh, We have two more. Yeah, two two left. We're only an hour Um, twenty in. Well, Ben's drunk. We're doing fine. We're doing fine. Uh, And and we're gonna go with. uh, I'm gonna switch this up here. We're gonna go with. We're gonna go with best or favorite Steelers Twitter account. Uh, In other words, best Steelers related uh, content, Twitter or X, whatever the fuck it is, account. Uh, Scarps, you're up first. You know, this is a good one. (laughs) Well, I mean. And he easily could. No. um, I I actually thought about this probably the most. And and I want to give a, I want to give a shout out and credit. And I, um, well, that too. But (laughs) my favorite Steelers Twitter account is a former Steeler. Offensive lineman uh, that ah, is that is a that is a he did he is a one time Super Bowl champ, but but I'm just saying, uh-huh. but he played in that era that we all talk about and right. we all love and we want to get back to. Right. And my favorite Steelers Twitter account is Trey Essex, and not a beer. And I want to say this about Trey Essex. I worked with Trey Essex. Wonderful person. Um, Northwestern grad. Yep. Very lively. Um, very grateful. Um, not always a starter, but right. that doesn't matter. But he filled in when necessary. And I remember this because it was my second year at the Steelers. And I didn't know I was going to get hired full time. And we played the St. Louis Rams at home. Uh, I think it was the second to the last game of the season or something like that. And we pretty sure we shut them out. We smacked their ass. Right. Um, oh, that had, was the game they just gave up and they fired Jeff Fisher after. Yes. 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 No, 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 yes. no, 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 it was not. No, 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 no. This was, this was, it was like 27, nothing. Right. Yeah. What? No, Jeff Fisher still coached the Rams in 2015. Okay. Well, but but no, it was like twenty-seven nothing. Like Stephen Jackson was the only thing that yes, he was the only Steven player Jackson, that was trying in that game. Yes, Stephen yeah. Jackson yes. had a Stephen Jackson had a hundred yards rushing, um, and he was you're right, he's the only one that cared. But I want to say this, yeah, that was the week after we played at San Francisco, and that was yeah, the black that, that was the blackout game. The yeah, the electricity went out. That's right. And had a bad ankle, so Charlie Batch started at quarterback, and then we had so many injuries on the offensive line that Trey Essex played center yeah. for the first time ever, and he did an amazing job, and he got a game ball for that. That's my Trey Essex story. He Great was stuff. wonderful to work with, and yeah. I love Trey, and I love him, and I love his Twitter account because he's not afraid to fucking Water. tell the truth. He's not, he's not afraid to tell the truth if that pisses some people off, right. especially when it comes to Kenny Pickett. Um, or about anything that's happening around the league. So that's my that's my that's my best Steelers Twitter account. Uh, ben, what's your favorite Steelers related X account? The Twatter accounts. Sure. Uh, 
What is my now, favorite? Here's a guy one? that's not prepared again. No, no, no. I was a second ago, and then I forgot because I'm drunk. Here's a guy uh, that before Casey. <laughs> what is my favorite one? Jesus fucking Christ. Uh, that's a pretty a good account. Right not going to lie. That is. Yeah, is. Jesus He's does amazing. a hell of a job on Twitter. That's the path. Amazing. Uh, Ian, do you have yours? I do. Go ahead. I, I'm going to go to Ian. All right. Sounds good. Um, so I, I'll tell a quick Triassic memory of mine. Oh. Also, <laughs> to, to branch off Ryan's, but because I have a very obvious one. Um, but my favorite memory of Triassic was he had to start at tackle in that 2007 playoff loss to Jacksonville and got absolutely rocked. The following <laughs> season in 2008, um, I think Max Starks was starting, or, or maybe it was Marvell Smith. Wh whoever was starting at left tackle got hurt during the game against Jacksonville. Yeah. That was the game that Ben like threw up that prayer pass and Heinz Ward somehow caught. Um, but Essex came in and just like dominated. And it was like complete redemption for him just sucking against Jacksonville the year before. He was really damn good in that 2008 game. Yeah. And it was a regular season game, but it was like he made some really good good blocks and good plays. So that's my personal favorite Triassic story was his personal redemption. But my favorite Steelers Twitter account, hands down, is Alan Saunders. Alan does a great job yeah. both reporting on the team and he is not afraid to interact with other people. So right, like, a lot of the... A lot I of love the Alan too, but... A lot of the beat reporters think they're like too good to, to reply or yeah, comment absolutely. or interact with other people. And Alan is not afraid. Like Alan will comment on shit that I just say. I'll just yeah. be like, oh yeah, here's a thing I think. And Alan will be like, yeah, you're stupid for this reason. I'd be like, that's a valid point. <laughs> um, but but like Alan, Alan, Alan is great because he will just talk to anybody and, and just interacts with people and like, Honestly, I feel like Alan's like one of the dudes that just wants to have a conversation about the team. He just has a yeah. job also reporting on the team. So my favorite is Alan Saunders. Love it. Love it. Ben, uh, did you think of uh, one? Uh, what's his fuck? Sharp. Uh, sorry. Drunk. Scarp. War, war, Warren Sharp. Warren Sharp. Indeed. Yeah. He does might a be a little, like, little, little tiny, tiny bit intoxicated. Yeah, a little, little bit, a little bit, a little bit. Uh, I don't know if he's still out there, but I'll, I'll be real honest with you. My favorite one is is Big Ben's burner. Really? I think, I think he does a fantastic job. I think he's very job. drunk, and he's well, on the chat right now. I, I hope he is, but I think he does a spectacular job of, of both pointing out the complete and utter idiots on Steelers Twitter, but he also is very insightful, comes up with some pretty good stuff, um, and I, I, you know, so when I see his stuff come up, I always make sure I take time to read it. And, and I can't say that that's true of too many other people. Um, so that, that would be, uh, one of my favorites. And that of course takes us to, uh, the very last I category. Say, I, I was going to say Alicia, honestly, but she keeps going back to the, like, um, okay. And I, and, and I love Alicia. I, I do, I, but she's she a wonderful human back, being. She keeps coming back to the whole ranch on wings and sushi is disgusting. And I hate burgers thing. And I'm like. Dude, who hates hamburgers and sushi and thinks ranch on wings is a good idea? 
well, the fuck is wrong with you? We have a bigger problem with Miss Alicia, and it's the fact that she's she's jonesing for for Justin Fields. Fields, yes. And, there's and that. that. And, and that and, right there and is that, where she's that was in his, that was in its qualifier right there. I agree right. with you. Yeah, that that has become a major uh, disappointment for me. So if Alicia's listening out there, Alicia, you, you got to. Hi, Alicia. Ways. We're very sorry um, to love you, but that's wrong. So your your worst Twitter account. Um, There's so many. There there are many. How do, you, how do you pick one? I I think we have it narrowed down. Anything that ends in Berg. That's Fuck. mine, right? Oh, now. God damn it. I'm saying, God I knew damn we'd it. all have to say bullshit. This is bullshit. fucking conspiracy. B-U-R-G-H. Anything yes. that ends in Berg is a bad, bad. account. I yes. want to tell you straight yep. up. If it's yep. a player's those, name. Yes. Yep. yes. Any, yeah. any, any account that ends in Berg is a bad account. Terrible. Pittsburgh. 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 There's a Berg and a Berg. Terrible account. Every goddamn All of them. Terrible. This is like Circle K starts in Atlanta. Right here. Anything ending in Berg. That's that's what I wrote. That's my exact words. I knew it. I'm sorry. That was mine, too. I'm sorry, Ian. I'm sorry. That's fantastic. It's okay. Anything ends in Berg. Terrible. Terrible account. I'm sorry to cut in. I'm sorry. I'm intoxicated. Scarps, did you have a different one? No, I I would I would I would like to I would like to co-sign that, repost that. Um, Beautiful. They is Casey are, Kasem ready? Yeah, Casey Kasem's ready. Um, I would say that in never before have I done this, but like I just block people now, and I'm just being real about it. Like yeah, I'm yeah. not go, I'm not gonna fucking I'm Why not gonna so interact. No, it's because. It's because Twitter X or Twitter now is all yeah. about that fucking Water. check mark, and you get like eight dollars and seventy two cents for yeah. arguing with people online. I'm not, I'm not fucking doing it. So like Minkaberg, uh, fucking Portersburg, fucking Pickettsburg, um, or which leads me into listen. If you are a Pickett stan, and you can say, hey, sweet. I understand that Kenny's not the greatest, but like, you know, let's see what he got this year. I can live with that. Yeah, but if I you can't. sit there and say that he had the worst offensive coordinator, he 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 doesn't have support system, he doesn't have weapons, <laughs> we're fucking done. Like we are done. And I will right. block you like Broderick Jones blocking on a fucking run play. And again, <laughs> I will be dude, successful. Again, I I again I go back to Kenny playing that game against Cincinnati. Yes, there were 400 yards of offense. Yada, 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 blah, blah, blah. Ben would have fucking, he would have, he would have 40 points in that uh, defense. He would have well, had, he would have let them the fuck up. 40-year-old, can't move in the backfield. Ben Roethlisberger would have been like, yep, yada, yada, this is Christmas for me. He would have called out, he would have called out routes at the Atlantic scrimmage and be like, you have an out, you're running a post, and it still would have worked. It yeah. still would have fucking worked. No argument. So, Ben, what you're saying is Kenny Pickett put up 16 Isn't points good. against Cincinnati, and then four weeks later, Mason Rudolph put up 34 points against that same defense. So, That's, yeah. It isn't, it isn't just that. I am just I, – I am saying straight up that Kenny – is not good. 
in red zone situations. And when what you need to win games in the NFL is is quarterbacks who are good with situational football, not moving the ball within the twenties. Yeah, you got to be able to do that. And I'm not saying that Kenny's not an elite quarterback. He is because he's playing in the NFL. But he's not an elite NFL quarterback, and he never will be. And I said elite in college. (laughs) I'm just saying, before he was drafted, like I said it out loud on this show. Again, I was drunk then too, because and that's when I'm really super honest. Same. Kenny Pickett, and what I said was he'll be a bottom ten quarterback for his career. I'm saying it now on the show. It is what it is. Whoever drafts him is getting a bottom quarter, bottom ten quarterback, and then the Steelers took him. I was like, oh, that's fucked. Well, okay. I agreed. Uh, Casey Kasem, I am turning the spotlight Hi, over Casey. to you, sir. Why is Ben so drunk? Well, we might find out in this edition of Mr. Casey Kasem. Uh, I mute myself. Casey. <laughs> Hold on one sec. Yeah, there we go. Casey's cast to cast. American top 40. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the week that was February 22nd, 1981. Our favorite correspondent, Ryan, is back again with us this week, and he writes, Dear Casey, let me take you down because I'm going to Justin Fields. (laughs) Nothing is real and nothing to get hung about. Justin Fields forever. Casey? That's, of course, a parody of the Beatles' Strawberry Fields Forever off their album Magical Mystery Tour, which is superior to Sgt. Pepper's Lowly Hearts Club Band. And if you don't agree, you can, what do the kids say, miss me with that. Strawberry Fields, Justin Fields, they got me thinking of some of my other favorite field and fields. There's Sally Field. W.C. Fields, David Copperfield, Field of Dreams, Heinz Field, and last but not least, the field behind my high school where I lost my virginity. Nostalgia, Casey. Back to Justin Fields. He recently said he's tired of hearing about his future. Well, Casey, that makes about 10 million of us (laughs) that agree. I have no idea where this stuff comes from, but please make it stop. I'm not saying Justin Fields wouldn't be in an upgrade, but being the winner of this quarterback room is being like the hot girl at Ugly Camp. (laughs) (laughs) Casey, did you know Justin Fields is a generational talent? Again, please put me out of my misery. I am so tired of hearing generational talent. It's used to describe players in every draft class over the past 10 years, and half are in the same generation. (laughs) And I couldn't even tell you what generation that is. Gen Z? Gen Alpha? Generation Soy Boy. Casey, the only generation I'm down with is D-Generation X. And if you ain't down with that, I got two words for you. Aaron, that was for you. Back to the Steelers quarterback room. The only cor- the only current quarterback on the roster is Kenny Pickett. Casey, I don't know if you know this, but Kenny Pickett was the Steelers' first-round pick of the 2022 NFL Draft 
who played football for 32 seasons at the University of Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> Contrary to what his stands say, he's not a hometown guy. He's from New Jersey. Do not fall for his Bruce Springsteen and Bon Jovi bullshit. Casey, let's honor a real hero from Western Pennsylvania, Donnie Iris. Yes. Well, right. Well, Ryan. Well, Ryan, keep your feet on the ground and keep reaching for the stars. Up two spots this week to number 29. Here's Donnie Iris off his debut album, Back on the Streets. Here's Aaliyah. Aaliyah. Oh, what a, what a tune, man. That's a good one. I am amazed uh, that it actually took this long to get Donnie uh, Iris. Uh, oh, that's Casey. so good. That's fantastic. Donnie uh, has been on the, in wow. Casey before. Wow. What's that? Yes. <laughs> Donnie Iris has made an appearance. Yeah, Casey. yeah. I guess it's just his song. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, thanks so much for everybody uh, joining us tonight. Next week, we are uh, deep into the off season. Time to start talking about uh, player personnel, draft, all that kind of stuff. And uh, oh, uh, 2023 oh, is completely so in the rearview mirror now. But uh, draft stuff starting to roll out at SteelCityBlitz.com, mock drafts and draft profiles and all that stuff, too. And uh, uh, make sure you check it out and on the socials. And once again, thanks, everybody, for being here both live and when you get a chance to listen and watch for these guys. We are signing off on the SCB Steelers podcast presented by Deck Roofing Incorporated of South Florida. And hey, go Steelers. Ravens suck.